Hello everyone and welcome back to Carlos Reads the Bible. It's been a while. I was doing this every two days, every three days. And I'm going to go back. To, last episode was a special one that I did with Amelie where I read Psalm 23. We read Psalm 23. He knows it off, but she, she he knows. I'm doing great, everyone. She she knows it off by heart. And uh, yeah, it's, it's quite good. If you haven't seen that one yet or heard that one yet, I recommend. I mean, I recommend all of them or, or why would I be doing this? <laughs> anyway, uh, I started studying again. So the, I don't know how often I'll be able to do this, but hopefully at least once a week because I'm studying stuff related to the Bible. So this kind of helps, even though I'm reading many other things other than... Uh, Genesis, but but I think at the end of the day everything will help. One will help the other. But today uh, we're back to Genesis, and we're going to read chapter five, which is short, and a lot of it is quite repetitive. So I'm gonna talk a little about a little bit about some other somewhat esoteric the things <laughs> to some extent. Anyway, it all makes sense in a moment. So Genesis chapter five. This is the book, verse 1. This is the book of the generations of Adam. When God created man, he made him in the likeness of God. Verse 2. Male and female, he created them, and he blessed them, and named them man when they were created. All right, this is interesting. I'm going to stop here. I'm going to talk a little bit about that. Because it's quite a summary of what, what follows is, genea is a genealogy. Actually, let me read a little bit more. Verse 3. When Adam had lived 130 years, he fathered a son in his own likeness after his image and named him Seth. The days of Adam after he fathered Seth were 800 years and he had other sons and daughters. Da -da -da. And then he went on and it will do the genealogy in a moment that we're going to get into. But this is kind of a summary of the creation, except that it's only talking about the creation of man. And by man, I mean man and woman, because the Bible is very clear here and it... it it's not very detailed, obviously not. It's two verses, but it touches on a couple of things that are really important, which is God created man and that he made them or him in the likeness of God, in his likeness. When God created man, he made him in his likeness. And then the second important thing, which is that male and female, he created them. Two very important things, two distinctions that apply forever. God is the creator, he created the world the, one he, the way he wanted, even if it's not the way we want. You can live in a fantasy world or you can live in the world that God created. So you can either acknowledge God and his sovereignty or you can pretend you live in a different truth. But the point I want to make here, which is interesting, is that the, the word man and the word Adam is the same. So here when he says, this is the book of generations of Adam. In Hebrew, you find that as Adam, which means man. And then when he says here, male and female, he created them, and he blessed them and named them man. Again, it says, and named them Adam, which is Adam's name. So it's very interesting. Names in Hebrew, they all have a meaning the names themselves have a meaning. It's not like, you know, in English and you name someone, I don't know, Carlos, and then or people in Australia are not going to name someone Carlos. It's like a Spanish slash Portuguese name. But you name someone, I don't know, Nathan or something. And then it's like, means nothing. means nothing to me. But then you go and, oh, this name came from this language and it means this and that. But in Hebrew, all the names, they mean something. They actually have a meaning. And that's why the Bible a lot of the times says, oh, I was named this, which means that. Or 
name this because something. You know what I mean? Uh, so here's in in the ESV in the in, this English translation I'm using. Man is capitalized because he obviously doesn't mean just man, but it means Adam, which is man and woman. But although Adam is the name of the man that was created, but it says when they were created. I think I don't know Hebrew enough yet to know if it's plural, but I'll just trust the translation here <laughs> that, you know, it must be. Uh, great. And then verse, verse 3 that I already read, but it says, is, when Adam had lived 130 years, he fathered a son in his own likeness after his image and named him Seth. I think I really like the contrast here when he says God created man in his image or in the likeness of God. And if you go to Genesis chapter two or three, two, probably one of them, you know, you read the Bible, but it, it says that God created them in his in his own likeness after his image. But here, when Adam fathered the son, Seth, it says that it was in his own likeness after his image. And I think what we can get from this is that when I, when God created when God created Adam because it says he's when God created man he made him in the likeness of God of course that was before the fall after the fall Adam is not anymore in the image of God at least not in the way God intended in fact in fact you can argue that even before the fall man Adam and Eve, they were not created in the way God perfectly intended because they had the ability to do bad. They had the ability to do good, but they also had the ability to do bad because they sinned. When one day we're glorified, we're only going to have the ability to do good when we go to heaven. And then you can make the case that when Adam fell, while he still maintained his free will, when when Yes, when, when, when Adam and, and man in general, man and woman fell, which is us, the, 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 the world today, we still have our free will. However, we are now slaves to a nature that wants to sin. And therefore, for you to be able to choose God, you need God's grace. And that's why in Reformed theology, you can only be saved if God gives you the grace for you to... to break free from that from that prison that prison of of sinful desire otherwise all you can even though you have free will you will choose to do evil instead of choose to do good and that's a lot of arguments that come out of that but it's the only thing that makes sense because if you don't if you if we have any part in our salvation glory doesn't belong to god alone anymore and belongs to us as well and that is just inconceivable biblically but anyway, I'm not going to go to that. That's a long discussion. I'm just going to leave that there. Uh, okay. Verse 4. The days of Adam after he fathered Seth were 800 years, and he had other sons and daughters. Thus all the days, verse 5, thus all the days that Adam lived were 930 years, and he died. Verse 6. When Seth had lived 105 years, he fathered Enosh. Verse 7. Seth lived after he fathered Enosh 807 years. And he had, a, he had other sons and daughters. Verse 8. Thus, all the days of Seth were nine, 912 years. And he died. 
verse 9. When Enosh had lived 90 years, he fathered Canaan. Or Canaan. I actually don't know how it's pronounced. Let's find out. He fathered... It's Canaan. Canaan. Because it's... Uh, in Hebrew, the accent is always on the last syllable unless there's an accent they're saying it's in the syllable. Canaan. Enosh lived after he fathered Canaan 815 years and had other sons and daughters. Thus, all the days of Enosh were 905 years and he died. When Canaan had lived 70 years, he fathered Mahalalel. Canaan, verse 13. Canaan lived after he fathered Mahalalel 840 years and he had other sons and daughters. 14. Thus, all the days of Canaan were 910 years and he died. Let's <laughs> get boring yet. Let's get tiring yet. Um, when Mahalalel had lived 65 years, he fathered Jared. Mahalalel, verse 16. Mahalalel lived after he fathered Jared 830 years and, had, and he had other sons and daughters. Verse 17. Thus, all the days of Mahalalel were 895 years and he, can you guess it? He died. <laughs> when Jared had lived 162 years, he fathered Enoch. Verse 19. Jared lived after he fathered Enoch 800 years and had other sons and daughters. Verse 20. Thus, all the days of Jared were 962 years and he died. <laughs> Everybody dies. Oh, gosh. Verse 21. When Enoch had lived 65 years, he fathered Methuselah. 22. Enoch walked with God after he fathered Methuselah. 300 years and had other sons and daughters. Verse 23, thus, all the days of Enoch were 365 years. Verse 24, Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. Verse 25, when Methuselah had lived, okay, we're going to stop there. Here is a list of people who were born and had children, and they died, except for Enoch. Here it says that Enoch walked with God. And he was not, for God took him. Here's the thing about Enoch. <laughs> That's all there is about Enoch in the Bible. It doesn't really talk much. I mean, it does talk a bit later. And the reason why it talks about Enoch a little bit later is because, obviously, if you... Just think about this for a moment. If you grow up, and this is your belief system, and this is your religion as a, as, as a Jewish person... And you hear about this Enoch guy. That's quite fascinating, don't you think? <laughs> Sounds to me quite fascinating. So, of course, they're going to talk about Enoch later. So much so that there is a book that is not part of the canon of the Bible. And it's a book called an uh, pseudopigrapha, which means that it's, a, it's not just, um, what is it called? It's not just an apoc apocrypha book, because apoc apocrypha are the ones that are not included. They are like, okay, books, you know, they, they were, some of them were once included in the canon of the Bible for different reasons. But today, they are not considered to be part of the canon of the Bible. And I don't intend to explain how books are chosen to be in the canon of the Bible today. One day, maybe we can discuss this. But the Book of Enoch is a pseudopigrapha, which is a book that has the name of Enoch, but it was not written by Enoch. In fact, it was written by many authors. 
So here I have some information about it. I'm going to read some of it to you. But the thing about the Book of Enoch is that when Jesus came, a lot of people were familiar with the Book of Enoch. A lot of the religious... Here it says that um, the Book of Enoch has, has an immensurable value as being practically the only historical memoirs of the religious development of Judaism from 200 BC to 100 AD. Because that's basically, that's when they believed that this book was written. And it was written not by Enoch, because Enoch died. Not died, Enoch was gone, long gone, way before 200 BC. But it was written by quite a lot of people. And people say that because it's written differently. It's all very, it's like a mix and match of lots of different things. But it explains a lot about Judaism and what they believed and some of the things that even Jesus talks about, and some of the things that Paul and the book of Jude uh, talks about Enoch. Uh, again, as I said, it comes from many writers in, in many different periods, right? And it, it touches about lots and lots of different subjects. It talks a lot about angels. It talks a lot about Sheol, which is hell, as, as the Jewish believe, believed, believe. Uh, and there's a little bit of the Book of Enoch that comes from it, from a book of Noah, potentially. And it's kind of split into three books. There's first Enoch, second Enoch, third Enoch. But the the text I have is all one one book here. I have this uh, pseudopigrapha of the Old Testament. So I have a lot of the books that are not really in the canon and that were not really written by the people they claim to be written by. And, but it, a lot of them, they contribute in a way to the beliefs that people had. And it helps make sense of some of the things that were being said. Uh, for example, so in the book of Enoch, for example, he talks about angels and he has a hierarchy of angels. And Enoch goes and says, oh, this angel and this angel, this angel, this angel is the angel of the sun. This angel is the angel of the, of the moon. This angel is the angels, blah, blah, blah. And he talks about watch Watchers is like guardian angels. And a lot of, especially in the Catholic Church and I think in, in Jewish, uh, some some forms of, of uh, Judaism believe in angels and guardian angels and that kind of uh, watchers. It all comes from the Book of Enoch. It all comes from those beliefs. And when we go to Genesis chapter 6, <laughs> there's an interesting uh, story right in the beginning there about angels, fallen angels. Potentially, I mean, I, I think it's very clear that it's about fallen angels, but there are different theories to explain that, but that will be in the next episode. And if you put the Book of Enoch together with that, it, it could make some sense. But there's a lot in the Book of Enoch. It's when about, it talks about the term son of man. It comes also from the Book of Enoch, a term that is in the New Testament. A lot, you know, the uh, things, some aspects of the kingdom of God are kind of explained in a way or discussed in some way in the book of Enoch. Doesn't mean that the way they're discussed there are actually 100% correct, but it's interesting. It's, it's not part of the canon for a reason. Now, it was considered by some people part of the canon by the fathers, the first fathers of the church. And it was only in 200, 300 after Jesus that some people started banning it, including Augustine, amongst others at the time. 
And it was kind of lost until they found some manuscripts about, about 100 years ago or something like that. And there are a couple of churches that consider the Book of Enoch as part of their canon. There is a manuscript in uh, Ethiopian, which I think it's one of the most recent ones. Because I think the church, the, there's a Christian Orthodox church in Ethiopia that still has the Book of Enoch as part of their canon. So there is some value there. It doesn't change the gospel in any way whatsoever. It doesn't change uh, the way we see Jesus. It does not change anything. But it's interesting. It's, it's definitely interesting. Even like now, but if you even if you consider that as something interesting, there were people saying, and and Paul spent some time saying, you you're looking at angels and their hierarchy and whatever. Forget about it. It's not important. Stop arguing about hierarchy of angels. That's not important anymore, or ev at all. <laughs> So it's the kind of thing that is it worth is it worth it worth losing your sleep over? I would say no, but it's definitely interesting because come on, this is a man that walked with God, whatever that means. Does that mean that he was taken by God from time to time, shown things? Does that mean that he was a godly man? Either way, he walked with God, and then he was taken. He was not there anymore. Maybe he got lost in the forest and never found him, and they just assume he he walked with God. Who knows? But the Bible says very clear, clearly that he was not because God God took him. So I'm taking the Bible as it's written, and if the Bible says that God took him, God took him. It's basically what it is. All right, enough about Enoch. Uh, there's going to be some interesting discussions about angels and falling angels in Genesis chapter six, but let's let's finish this. Verse 25, when Methuselah had lived 187 years, he fathered Lamech. Oh, actually, let me, before I read this, in my podcast with Louise, which is called Don't Listen to This Podcast by Carlos and Louise, we talked about Genesis chapter 6 and the fallen angels and the Nephilim and all that kind of stuff. So if you are interested and you want to know, go listen to our podcast. It's really funny. <laughs> And it's really good. It's biblical. Okay, we are very, very biblical. Uh, we need to make another one. Just I've been busy, as I said before. But if you're interested, please listen to that. Because when I read, when I talk about Genesis chapter six, I'm probably not going to go into too much depth about that because I already talked about that with Louise. All right, twenty-five. When Methuselah had lived 187 years, he fathered Lamech. Methuselah lived after he fathered Lamech 782 years, and he had other sons and daughters. Thus, all the days of Methuselah were 969 years, and he died. Everybody dies. When Lamech had lived 182 years, he fathered a son and called his name Noah, saying, Out of the ground that the Lord has cursed, this one shall bring us relief from our work and from the painful toil of our hands. Verse 30. Lamech lived after he fathered Noah. 595 years, and had other sons and daughters. Thus, all the days of Lamech were 777 years, and he died. Last verse, verse 32. After Noah was 500 years old, Noah fathered Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And then it's chapter 6, but that's not for today. Uh, some points here I want to make is God told Adam, Adam, when you eat from that tree, you will certainly die. And he brought, by sinning, he brought death into the world. And that's very clear in Genesis chapter 5, because every single one of them 
dies, except for the weird one <laughs> that doesn't, but everybody else does. So there you go. That is the curse that got put on earth. Death. Death came because Adam sinned. And of course, we all know as a Christian that through one man, Adam, one Adam, death came into the world. To the other man, Jesus, life came into those who believe, which is glorious. And it's the grace of God for our salvation. And I love it. But let's not forget that the ground was cursed. And here it says, uh, he called his, son, his name Noah. And I'm not sure what Noah means, but I would say that it has something to do with out of the ground that the Lord has cursed, this one shall bring us relief. Let's actually have a look what Noah means when I find it. Noah, 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 Noah. Oh, yeah, way over there. Noah, Noah, Noah. Why can't I find Noah? I can see my, my, my Hebrew. Well, it's very easy. I can just come here on the, on the name of Noah and do a click on it. I'm using uh, Logos, so it's really good. Come on, come on, come on. Help me here. Uh, why doesn't he tell me what it means? Why doesn't he tell me what it means? So sad. Come on. Noah. Well, you know what? <laughs> I don't know what's going on over here. Why is it, why is it not showing? Where is my Noah? Where is my Noah? No, 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 no. Okay, I maybe that's it. No, no, that's not it. Look, uh, it means something. <laughs> I'm clearly prepared for this, but I, I want what I want to say is out of the ground that the Lord has cursed. This one shall bring us relief from our work and from the painful toil of our hands. Now, did Noah bring relief? Did Noah? actually changed the curse that got put on the ground? No. I don't think there's any indication anywhere in the Bible that shows that Noah somehow alleviated the painful toil of the curse that got put on the ground. He probably didn't do that. I don't believe that he did that. However, through the generation of Noah came the one who did break all the curses, who is Jesus. And that could be what this is talking about. Anyway, that was that was fun talking about Noah and Enoch and all that kind of stuff. I can't wait to talk about to, to, to do chapter six because chapter six is a fun one about all the the sons of sons of God and the Nephilims and the the Nephilim and the the weird things that happened just before God flooded the earth. Thanks so much for watching. Thanks so much for listening. If you're watching this on Instagram, also go into your favorite podcast app and give me a hundred million stars, just like God showed Abraham and said, look at the million stars and then give me those million stars and then write a comment saying good podcasts and recommend me, please, please. And thank you. And that will help me. I, help, I don't know. It will help me. It will help more people listen to me, which may be good or bad. <laughs> anyway, thanks so much for watching and listening. And I'll see you next time with Genesis chapter 6 for some fun angelic stuff. Bye. Carlos Reads the Bible is produced, recorded, edited, and mastered by Carlos Dionisio. Unless otherwise indicated, all scripture quotations are from the ESV Bible, the Holy Bible, English Standard Version. Copyright 2001 by Crossway. 
a publishing ministry of Good News Publishers, used by permission, all rights reserved. Carlos Reads the Bible is a non-conforming production, copyright, non-conforming 2020. <laughs>